Welcome to the 5 a.m. call, where the best dreams happen when you are awake. This is the first step to being successful in your business and achieving the growth you desire in your life. But it doesn't have to stop here. It's why we created BAMX, our platform for you to be the professional you need to be in this uncertain market. Not articles behind a paywall that only pontificate what you should think and do, but education that actually shows you how to do what you need in today's market. Every day, we continue to add more content to BAMX and our private Facebook community. Content that works. Content that our members have exclusive access to daily. That's why over 1,500 of you in climbing have joined us in BAMX. Use code 5AM and join the thousands of agents taking their business to the next level today. Code 5AM for 10% off. See you in BAMX. Good morning, 5AM friends. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024, and this is Lisa Chinati calling in from Boston, Massachusetts. This quarter, my rock for the company is to recruit 50 agents to join the company between January 1st and March 31st. It's a pretty lofty goal, especially when you stop to think that most companies don't recruit 50 agents in an entire year, but I'm doing pretty well with it. I'm slaying the phone calls and actually enjoying that I get to connect with agents in the interview process to learn about them and their businesses. I've met some really fascinating people with some really great stories. This past weekend, I got to meet with a wonderful woman who runs an independent brokerage here in Massachusetts. She's a solo producer. There are no agents in her brokerage. This broker has historically sold around $10 million per year in volume, so a decent amount. But over the past few years, her volume has been steadily declining. She is now at a point where she hasn't closed any homes in several months. She reached out to me after seeing one of our social media ads saying that we were looking to recruit agents. We've had several phone calls. She was bright and articulate, super engaging, and really seemed to know her stuff. Our conversations led me to believe that she was driven to succeed and committed to doing the work that is required to build a successful business. So we booked a time to meet in person for coffee this past weekend. We met at a local Starbucks at 8 a.m. Saturday morning. I texted her to confirm at 7.15 because I'm sure you can all guess how many people book 8 a.m. meetings and then either forget, oversleep, or magically have car issues five minutes before the meeting. And to my surprise, she said that she was already there. A good sign, no doubt. As I walked into Starbucks, I can instantly pick her out. She is well-dressed and put together, her laptop is on the table, and she is sipping her coffee while reading a book waiting for me. In my mind, I still can't place why things aren't clicking for her in the business realm. I ordered my coffee, pulled up a chair, sat down, and we started talking. We got deep into the nitty-gritty of the business, her goals, and where she saw herself in the next five to ten years. She showed me her beautiful luxury presence website that has been meticulously crafted to represent a luxury brand. And then it all started to fall in place. The more she talked, the more I could tell exactly what the issue was. And ironically, I realized that it wasn't extra leads or opportunities that she needed. It wasn't in training, in scripts, or role play. She doesn't need extra admin support or even really marketing support. For the sake of the story, I'm going to call her Mary. Turns out that Mary has had her broker's license in Mass in New Hampshire. She also has a broker's license in New York, Vermont, Florida, and Rhode Island. Mary lives in a quaint town just outside Boston with some of the best schools in the state. 
She has older children who are still attending public schools, and Mary is actively involved with the school boards and the parent organizations. For most of you listening to this call, this would be a goldmine of business. Mary markets to them religiously, but has never really gotten traction in that demographic. Before moving to this community, Mary lived about an hour and 30 minutes away in New Hampshire where she ran a toy store frequented by locals. She has now started marketing to them, but no real traction. One day, Mary wants to move back to New York City where she grew up. So she is also marketing to people on LinkedIn who were from New York City and who may want to eventually move back there. It's actually why she got her New York license, so she can help them in both states. Did I mention that Mary loves international travel and has dreamed of moving to Europe where she will live in a quaint little cottage one day? So guess what? Mary is in the process of getting licensed to do sales somewhere in Europe. All of this is noted on her website, in her marketing materials, and even on her business cards. So I take a deep breath and I tell Mary that she doesn't need me. The problem is 100% obvious. I say simply, when you're for everyone, you're for no one. It's the most common mistake I see business people and salespeople make. They think that in order to attract more business, they have to cast a wider net, when in reality, they need to make their net smaller and go deeper in the area where they are finding their fish. You must narrow down to become known. In order to let people know that you're for them, you need to have, be as specific as possible. Your absolute specificity will help others like this person know immediately that you're talking to them. While this is not new advice, it can be hard to follow. As salespeople, we can be hesitant to narrow our audience or feel as though we are probably missing, possibly missing out on opportunities. There's a fear of when you're calling someone in that you're inherently excluding someone else. But that's the goal, actually. It doesn't feel comfortable to do but sometimes it's necessary. I love the analogy that Tom Ferry gave about the potato chip aisle at Summit a few years ago. If you walk down the potato chip aisle in the grocery store, there are easily 100 different types of potato chips. Different brands, baked versus fried, ridges versus flat, lightly salted versus salt and pepper versus barbecue versus dill pickle flavor. The options are truly limitless, and each of those bags is there for a reason. There is a consumer base for them. And secondly, that consumer base is loyal to their mix, if you will. When I eat chips, I'm kettle cooked, no ridges, lightly salted. My husband is fried, ridges, sour cream and onion. My kids are flaming hot Cheetos. But imagine if Lays went out and made a bag of chips that would appeal to everyone. Half flat, half ridges, baked and fried and kettle cooked, salted, barbecue flavor, dill pickle flavor, sour cream and onion flavor, every possible chip tossed into one bag. Do we think that those bags would sell? I think we all realize that the bag of chips designed for everyone would actually end up not selling at all. So I'll wrap up today's call by saying it again. If you're for everyone, you're for no one. Do you know who you are really for? <laughs>